Okay. In uh, many on many uh, websites and books that are published prior to Pesach, you find a lot of lists of things that can and cannot be used on Pesach. Things that are considered to be chametz, a variety of soaps and shampoos and uh, deodorants and the like. And I just want to talk for a moment about what is and what is not chametz that one has to be worried about on Pesach. Now, in terms of the Yisra of chametz being something that we are much more machmir about than other things, uh, that is very strongly based in the Torah. The Torah itself sort of gives the Rabbanim the lead by, uh, you know, by, by making so many different Yisurim uh, specifically against eating even. The Torah has, has a separate Isur against eating mixtures of, of chametz, there's two Yisurim against Oni Chametz, Bal Yirav, Bal there's Nisra Anav Chametz, and that's what the Gemara says at the very beginning of Pesachim, that, that from there you see that the Rabbanon sort of got the cue from the Torah to say, oh, okay, so we're supposed to make extra Chumras, and they came up with the concept of Bedikas Chametz and everything else, right, because the Torah was extremely machmir about Chametz, so the fact, and throughout Poskim, whenever you learn Nicholas Pesach, you find certain things, we say, Mishum Chumra de Chametz, because chametz, we know, is so chamur, we are very extra strict and extra careful about chametz. But even that, even taking, keeping in mind that there is this concept of chumur to chametz, there are limits to how machmir maybe is reasonable to be uh, in terms of chametz. Uh, Talmidim told me today, uh, my high school Talmidim told me that they saw in the store, they sell telephone covers for Pesach. That uh, in case your telephone has any chametz on it, and you want to eat your telephone, I guess. The uh, they 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 have a telephone cover that probably tastes very bad. So when you eat your telephone, it will deter you from continuing to eat. I don't know. I'm not sure what the what the story is with the telephone cover. Maybe I should look into it before I mock it. But anyway, the um, we def- what is the definition of chametz? So chametz is you have flour from one of the five grains comes into contact with water and remains together without being worked or manipulated or kneaded in any way for 18 minutes and it allows it time to rise therefore and it becomes chametz. Shulchan Aruch and Simon Tafnun says that the process can happen even in less than 18 minutes under certain conditions if the dough is exposed to heat or something like that uh, it could happen even quicker than 18 minutes and that's why in all our matzah bakeries they the, the, the dough is being moved and manipulated the entire time and beginning to end the process is like three minutes it's nothing, it's extremely quick beginning to end from the time the flour first comes into contact with water to the time that you have real matzahs that come out of the oven it happens extremely, extremely quickly so we avoid any possibility of chametz if you eat a kazayis of chametz you chayif kareis if you eat less than a kazayis of chametz it is also aser Torah. chametz is aser afilu b'mashahu the, uh, there is a concept though called chametz nuksha. Now there are two types of chametz nuksha, and this is most relevant to these types of, of issues of non-food items that people talk about when it comes to chametz. First of all, the first type of chametz nuksha is chametz that's not chametz gamur. Uh, the Mishnah and Simon Tough Men Base of Cutting Base says that when the process of chimutz begins but was somehow suspended or interrupted in the middle and it was never able to be complete then the result of what you get is chametz nuksha, meaning, what's the process of chimutz? The dough becomes, it rises, it becomes like whitish, and it develops cracks in the dough. If it became white, but never developed cracks, that's chametz nuksha. So if for some reason it was impeded, or it never, was, it never completed the process, that's what we call chametz nuksha. Most posts will assume, based on the simple understanding of the Gemara, that if you were to make matzah, let's say, with, instead of with water, with fruit juice, or with eggs, or something like that, 
uh, it would not cause any sort of chimutz, would not cause the, the matzah to be any sort of problem whatsoever. However, Rashi Psachim Daflamid Vavamid Aleph, Dibur Maskal Ein Lashin, says that they only can't become real chametz, for which you'd be chayev kares. But if you take fruit juice and you mix it with flour, it's going to make it chametz nuksha. If you take eggs and you mix it with flour, it would make it chametz nuksha, meaning something that's not chametz gamur, which would still be aser. And not only that, but that could happen in less than 18 minutes. Unlike with water and flour, where it could happen, where it will only become chametz in 18 minutes under optimal conditions. When you mix fruit juice or eggs with flour, the, it's mimaher the chimutz. The chimutz process is, is, is sped up, and therefore it could become, but it will never be completed. So you'll, what you'll be left with is chametz midrabanan. You'll be left with chametz nuksha in the end of the day. And that's why Ashkenazim Paschal that way. The Ramah says that Ashkenazim should be makhdid natir ed matzahs. Because we're choshesh for that sheet of Rashi that causes the chimutz to happen more quickly, never completes the chimutz, but causes it to happen more quickly, and therefore it's also midrabanan. Important to know that it's midrabanan, not arisa, obviously, for Ashkenazim, because if a person is a chola or something like that. So it's important to know whether something is a drabana or a daraisa. Sfardim are a lot of yinag matzah. Shulchan Aruch Paskins, that it's mutter to use an yinag matzah on Pesach, that there's no, no problem with it. The Archa Shulchan points out that a lot of times people aren't aware that, you know, eg matzah hashkachas say it's kashal Pesach, the Sfardim or the chola, you know, or for a chola who can't handle eg matzah. And people just see that it says kashal Pesach, that they see Hebrew words in it, they assume it's kosher. So the Archa Shulchan says that hashkachas have to be careful, that the way they print it on the label, it has to be very, meaning for instance, if on the label it says in Hebrew only, you know, L'cholim or L'sfardim, and in English it just says kosher for Passover, so that's a big avla. People who buy it should be able to see that it's in, in whatever language they read, whatever language is spoken in that country, that uh, who it's right for, it's not. That's one type of chametz. That's not, that's not the, the, the type of chametz that I really wanted to talk about. The other one is chametz that's in the Mishburim, base of Beis, writes that there's another type of chametz nuksha, and that's chametz that was never fit for human consumption. It was never made, it was never edible for a human being. It is edible for a dog, was never edible for a human being. Now, if it was once edible for a human being, and now it's inedible for a human being, it would still be chametz, real chametz. It would have to become nifsal me'achilas kelev to not be chametz. But if it was never edible for human consumption, then that would be chametz midrabanan. If the chametz were nifsal me'achilas kelev, or never edible for a kelev, doesn't make a difference on that, on that level, if it's so bad that a dog wouldn't eat it, then it's pashut not chametz bechlal. It's not chametz. It could say it's made with wheat and water and wheat flour, whatever you want, all the worst chametz ingredients in the world, it's not chametz bechlal. So that's, that still would not be considered a chametz. Now there is a sheet of the chavz das that holds that the whole idea of nifsal me'achilas kelev is only when it was once edible and then became nifsa, not necessarily once edible, but nifsa means it's spoiled, that it was ruined, and that's why it became not edible for a dog. But if you made it that way, bedavka, on purpose, that it shouldn't be edible for a dog, then it would still be a problem. That's the sheep of the Chavaz Das. That's what the Rabbi Blumenkrantz book and all of the Chumras that you see come from that Chavaz Das. It comes from that idea that something is only loses its shame chametz by being inedible to a dog if it was spoiled 
and therefore became inedible. But if it was made that way to be inedible for a dog, it was made to be used as shampoo, then it's still going to be a problem. That's that shita. Now, the 99% of the poskim reject that shita. It's just the 1% of the poskim who do accept the shita happen to publish books that go out widely to thousands of Jews who just follow what it says in the book. So it's important to realize what is mainstream halacha and what is uh, a das yachid. Right? Blumenkrantz, the Colonel of was a big tzaddik and a Talmud Chacham, and he certainly had a right to his, he was entitled to his opinion. But it's not necessarily something that's, that's accepted by the, uh, by the majority of the poskim. Um, there is a concept in halacha called achshaveh. There's another chumr that was added in. That achshaveh means that even if something is nifsal meachila and therefore kosher, if I eat it, I'm showing that for me it's not Nisan Mayachila. When I go and I eat it, right? can't be eaten still, because if you eat it, you're showing that to you, you consider it edible. So the question is if I have a pill and I swallow it, so is that Akshave now? Am I showing, look, I can eat it. This is me eating. And therefore it's now, I don't care that a dog wouldn't eat it, it's still going to be considered Rai Lachila. So the majority of posts will say, no, that's not Derechachila. When you swallow something, that's not eating it, that's just swallowing. That doesn't show Akshaveh. You're taking it for medicinal reasons, and you're swallowing it. Well, it would only be Akshaveh if you chew it, if you eat it in a way that's Derechachila. There is a Shitra of Hankin, I think, was of the opinion. Not so, that he thought that even swallowing a pill is Akshaveh. So many, again, many of the Chumras are based, that, that you find out there in terms of the med- medications, in terms of the shampoos and all that stuff, is based on either this Chavazdas or this Shita about Achshavay, this expanded definition of Achshavay that Rav Henkin held like. The majority of Poskim, it seems to me, at least the Poskim, you know, my Rebbeim, didn't hold of either of these Chumlas. And they held that if it's Nifsal Nechilis Kelev, it's not Chavayts. It doesn't matter if it has wheat, it doesn't matter what it has. So medicine tablets, the, the Chavayts content of medicine tablets, generally a dog would not eat, and therefore, Melitz can be muttered. The fact that you're consuming it doesn't make it actually because you're taking it for medicinal reasons. Coated tablets also, even the coated tablets have like a sweet coating, like Advil has like a sweet coating on it. Even if it were to have something in it, usually whatever is in the coating is only going to be kidneys at, at worst. And kidneys in general, for, uh, for a Cholosh Eimbosakana, for any sort of, even for, uh, it's a minna. Kidneys is a minna, it's not a dindarabana. So we're much more makeable with kidneys than we would be for, uh, for real chametz. The only exception to the rule that many posts can do hold of is when it comes to liquid alcohol type products like perfumes and things of that nature because if you ever uh, have the uh, misfortune of having to see a, uh, a rehab center uh, when people check into rehab generally they're not allowed to bring this kind of stuff with them because it doesn't take a, a genius to be able to manipulate it in such a way to make it somewhat edible for an alcoholic to be able to use so if it's, it's a fairly easy thing to... I've, when I said this in my shul a couple of years ago, uh, there's a, a woman in my shul who teaches chemistry. It's like two minutes. It'll take two minutes. It's nothing. To so just take a bottle of perfume and make it into something that a person could theoretically drink. So that the, the ability to turn it back into something that's edible may cause somewhat of a problem. I think Prof. Moshe was machmir for that. So that's, that's a much more widely accepted uh, chumrah. So when it comes to uh, things of that nature, uh, products that contain real chametz um, might be a problem if it's a liquid alcohol type of thing that actually has real chametz. So the, on that level, uh, the uh, the list might be might be useful. Um, 
Good, so that's something that uh, that we should be aware of, I guess. But the rest of them, all these other chumras, we should realize is a das yachrim poskim. You don't have to make fun of people who keep those chumras, but it certainly is not something that uh, we necessarily have to be choshish for. Yeah.